Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalam ala rasulillah wa alihi wa sahabihi wa jama'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Guys, how are you guys doing today? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, man. What's going on, bro? All right. What are we talking about talking about today's episode? Man, we're talking about like, like what, what's the bare minimum in Islam? Like, why is it not enough? And why, why do people look at the stuff that they see other people do and not the stuff that they like they can assume that they're doing like we always assume the worst of people especially our own muslim brothers and sisters that we see online like we assume the worst of them we assume that nobody does the bare minimum we assume like that there's no good people out there in the world and that's like a horrible mindset to live with mm-hmm. so that's what we're talking about like yeah you know you people they be like oh i see someone who oh they pray five times a day um they, they give zakah, they do this, they do that. Like that's the that's literally all that Allah prescribed that's obligatory for you. But the reason that it's not enough for you is that because there's there's something called the sunnah. You can't live without the sunnah. You can't live without like uh, enacting the pro, uh, the teachings of the Prophet inside your life. Like, let's say if you pray, you pray five times a day, right? But you only read the same two surahs every single salah, you're not going to feel fulfilled. It's not going to feel like you're getting any closer to Allah. Well, you're going to live the same day every single, like, that type of routine is not going to bring you any closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're just going to stalemate. You're going to be stagnant. You're going to be plateauing like this. You're going to be going in a straight line. Like, there's no purpose for you anymore. Like, you're you're supposed to be trying to go upward. You're trying to, like... Now, the way I like, to, the the way I like range, to think right? about it is, well, Allah, He gave, like... Let's talk about the basis of Islam. Uh, we have the five pillars. We have your salah, your zakah, your fasting, your hajj. So and your shahada <laughs> like your belief yeah this is what you can consider bare minimum but this is also what you can consider sufficient for you now if you want to increase that relationship there's always extra things you can do like i mean why wouldn't you want to increase your relationship with allah and increase like um your firmness of islam increase those pillars because your pillars the, the pillars they hold you up that's what pillars do mm-hmm. we're not saying that the bare minimum is bad but we're also saying like the bare minimum it is sufficient for you but if you want to increase your relationship with Allah and increase in your good doing acts, you should go above and beyond. You understand? As is with anything. As is with, any, with because, anything. Because, yeah. like, you know, if we look at someone who's, you know, they love money or they love cars or they love anything like, I'm talking about like dunya, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let's say someone is just trying to be a millionaire. You know, they're going to try to be a multimillionaire. And then after a multimillionaire, they're going to want to be a billionaire. And then mm-hmm. a multi-billionaire, like, it can never just be enough. And the same thing uh, with your iman. You know, no matter how many surahs in the Quran that you know, you know, always try to memorize the Quran. And after the Quran, you know, try to get as many hadiths as you can. You know, just always try to implant things into your life that can always bring you closer to Allah and increase your iman. This is our this is our goal here, right? And you know, like, we always want we always want our ranks uh hired in the eyes of Allah, right? Because this is what matters the most and this mm-hmm. is the only thing that matters. Because you always have to remember inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. From Allah we were and to Allah we will return. This is and in between this this is the journey. Now you want to spend your journey just you want to plateau or you want to keep on progressing every single day until you return back to Allah. And here's the other thing, right? Like for example, right? Let's say I'm just driving, right? I have I'm I'm just cruising on a cruise control. Like, you know, it's just you're just going and like, you know, there's not much feeling to it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're when you're sitting there and you're actually engaging and you're trying to just do more, you know, it's just, you know, when you're when you're sitting there accelerating, right? It's just not that same feeling like, yeah, I might just be I'm let's say I'm cruising at 80, right? I'm just going to be cruising. That's that's all I'm feeling, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say I, even even if I'm lower than 80, right? Let's say I'm going like 40 and you know, I'm I'm accelerating, right? I'm feeling like I'm getting somewhere, right? It just feels a lot better to drive, right? 
So the same thing with your Iman, right? You, you don't want to just be sitting there like, you know, like how we said, just reading the same two surahs every single day. You know, you're just going to, you're not going to feel, you're not going to feel as fulfilled, right? You're just going to be, you're just going to be going in a straight line. There is n- nothing more than that, right? You always want to elevate. You want to always do the most that you can, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of the times people, they talk about like, oh, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. But like, Islam is not just about what you don't do. It's about what you do do. Encouraging, feeding to the poor. Um, being good to the orphans, freeing the slaves. This is all things that in- Islam encourages and like no one talks about this. And the other the other problem with that is people are so worried about what the next person is doing. Like mm-hmm. you might be worried about this person. Oh, uh, this person right here, I caught them listening to music, but you haven't even fulfilled your five daily prayers. Like who knows? Your his connection with Allah his, might be or her stronger than yours. Might be stronger than your connection. Like, in what place are you to talk? Right? No good deeds can ever be good enough. Right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing like there's no amount of good deeds that you do right now that puts you above anybody else because you ha- Allah hasn't told you exactly what's going. Like what? Uh, you, you haven't gotten your book yet. You haven't gotten your book in your right or your left hand yet. You haven't uh, accounted for any of your deeds yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're doing all these deeds, you have no idea if they're accepted, right? But you know that we all sin. Like, that's that's one thing that's guaranteed. You know you sin, because we all sin. There's nothing, you can't escape a sin, because Hulubani Adam, that, uh, yeah, they, we all, we're all the wrong, from the wrongdoers. Like, those who repent. The best of, i.e., the best of mankind are the repenters. And, like, it, um, an example of this is you see people on social media and, they have they have no like akhlaq like they have no consciousness of Allah whenever they go out uh, speaking to another Muslim mm-hmm. and this they is put a- them down. Why do you not uplift each other? Like I I usually stay away from something like that if I'm not if I have nothing nice to, nice to say about someone. If I see mm-hmm. them like oh they portray themselves as a Muslim and they're doing something wrong, I'm gonna. I mean, if they're doing that publicly, then you can advise them. I'm going to either advise them privately or not, not at all. Like, I'm not going to go in their comment sessions and now here be trying to slander them. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to find a way to be kind to people because you you think about it. Oh yeah, everybody says, oh, I I follow Ahl Sunnah with Jamaah. Would the Prophet do that? Would he say, oh, where's your? uh, Would he say Shaitan's confused? Would he be saying stuff like that? Like that's that's not a joke. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a joke. Another another common one is this dunya is finished. Like there's a hadith on the Prophet Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he's talking about like those kind of people that do that, they're amongst those people. They are those people that are finished. Like why are you saying things like that? Like what what are you doing to to better those people, right? You're just gonna sit there and just just making it worse. Well, just to make people laugh and that's it, just go on about your day. Like what what benefit have you brought to the Ummah? What benefit have you brought to those people? Yeah, like if you're if you're someone who thinks with that mindset, why don't you why don't you change it? Do something, do something about it. Why don't you be out here trying to uh, instead, like enact change? Instead, you're a keyboard jihadi. You're right, exactly, dude. Warrior. The Oma will be finished with that kind of mindset. Imagine if everyone thought like you, the the Oma would be finished. One hundred percent. Like people think that things are just gonna fall into their lap and that everything is just gonna be all okay for them. Like no, Allah will sh- Allah will like give you opportunities, but you have to you have to like. Uh, you have to take advantage of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. You have to be someone who, if Allah, if Allah gives you like a good job interview to to get a job that like your dream job, you have to be someone who's gonna say, I'm gonna go do that and I'm gonna do this for the yeah. sake of Allah, not do it for the fact that oh, this job's gonna pay me X amount of money. Like, because if you do that, now you start getting comfortable. Like he said, if you're cruising, you get comfortable. We're not supposed to be comfortable here. Like this dunya is not a place for us to be comfortable. We're a traveler. We're we're working Wait, it's towards, a journey. We're, yeah, we're working towards Jannah. Like, we're yeah. not sitting here thinking, oh yeah, every single thing I do here is for the fact that like I'm I'm still trying to be here. Like I'm not I'm not trying to be here. You know, you're working towards Jannah. This this mm-hmm. dunya, you have to detach yourself from it. 
You have to detach yourself from the things that this world offers for you. Because if you don't, then you start to get comfortable with what you have. You start to get comfortable with the things that Allah has disguised for you as blessings. Like these are blessings, but they're they're disguises because it's if you fall like into it, you're just gonna keep liking it. You're gonna keep wanting more of this. Like you're gonna keep wanting more of these things. But if you read about Jannah, you'll see that Jannah is a hundred times better than this, a thousand times better. Like it's unfathomable. Like whatever you imagine about Jannah, you can't imagine because your like your mind is not fit to imagine that. It's you know what I'm saying? And another thing. I don't like, I really just don't like people who try to say things like, oh, this is the bare minimum. This is the bare minimum. Like I'm like I'm telling you guys, there's nothing wrong with knowing only like being saying only two suitors, right? But if you're comfortable with that, then there's something wrong with you. Like you have to check your iman. Because if you're yeah, comfortable with that, how, you, how are you not ashamed? How are you not ashamed of like mm -hmm. not I, like even I'm a, I'm ashamed of how much Quran I remember. I haven't memorized that much. Like I'm ashamed of it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like it's it's no it's nothing against you if you're like a revert, someone who struggles to learn Arabic, right? Allah says but, uh, read what is easy for you. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I have this no problem. I have no problem for someone who only reads the same two surahs in the Quran, but they're actively learning Quran, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if you're out here, you only know two surahs, you're content with that, then like you have to really look within yourself because that's that's like that's shaitan pulling you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling you like you're good you don't need to do anything it's like else. it's like I, I own a company I give someone a job like I give you this great blessing I'm going to give you this big salary and then you're just going to have like you're just going to half-ass the work like well, like <laughs> do yeah, what you, I'm going to fire you like you're, you're not going to have the job no Allah says Allah says to do your best right like Allah mm -hmm. doesn't sit here and you know tell you an x amount of good deeds is what you have to reach we have to do our best as human beings right you know because at the end of the day no good deeds no good deeds will ever be enough, right? Even mm -hmm. the Prophet ﷺ, the best of mankind, and he did the most good deeds in all of humanity, right? Even Allah said, you know, even his good deeds, right, will, will not avail him, right? Mm -hmm. So who so who are we? Who are, who are we to sit here and just say, oh, yeah, I've done enough good deeds for the day? Even the shaitan, <laughs> look, the shaitan will always try to get you in any type of way, right? Whether it be whether it be indulging in a sin or lowering your good deeds. For example, right? I'll give you, I'll give you an example, right? If he can't get you to do a sin, he'll get you to listen to the Quran instead of reading the Quran. And if he can't even get you to do that, he'll just he'll, he'll sit there and he'll make you do the bare minimum there again, right? He doesn't want you to excel. Procrastination, laziness. You know, we all get hit with these types of things. But what are you going to do about it? You're going to fight it or you're just going to sit there and, you know, get comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Even like in the top of a topic of bare minimum, when from the moment you open your eyes, you can be engaging in ibadah. You, could, you can make your bed. You can please your parents for the sake of Allah, form of ibadah. You could uh, pray your salat, form of ibadah. You can go and try your best in school and not cheat and stay away from the haram things in school, form of ibadah. Think about how Allah has made so it. It's not about what you don't do, it's about what you do do. Think about how much, like, trying your best in a, that sport and in that practice for the sake of the uh, for the sake of Allah. That's you, form of ibadah. You see how you name all these opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. You know what really makes me mad? When people sit here and try to say Islam makes everything haram. Like, how are you that closed-minded? How are you that limited? Like, what do you mean everything is haram? Allah has made so many different animals and so many different meats to, uh, to eat, and and he, he makes pigs haram. Like, and you're, you're going to sit here and say, like, oh, you know, Islam makes everything haram. Allah makes music music haram, but he, you act like he didn't give you the Quran. Mm -hmm. Like, he gives you so much, but, you know, you're just going to sit here and say everything's haram, right? Like, what a loser mindset. Like, how are you just going to sit there and just be so limited and just be, oh, you know, everything is haram, you know? Like, this, this is another thing that holds people back, right? They just think everything is haram, and then on top of that, they just lose all all motivation, all discipline to get up and do something, right? Because the shaitan holds them back. Procrastination, laziness, right? It all, it, like, it really hurts the, like, a person's iman if they 
get called out on something they do haram, right? And they may not have been aware of it, and they tell you, like, they defend themselves in a way that's like, they're, what they're saying wasn't wrong. Like, they say that what they did wasn't wrong. Like, that's been happening. I've been seeing that a lot recently. And people, they try to defend their haram. And I'm like, how how can you defend what you're doing when it's condemned in the Quran? Especially things that are, like, clear as day in the Quran. How are you going to how are you gonna say that? Or if you say some things that are not as clear, but in, the, in tafsir or in hadith, or like from, from scholars, from the ulama, they tell you this stuff is haram from the four madhab, uh, from the four madhabs. All of them agree on certain things that are haram that are not strictly mentioned in the Quran. And then people want to say, no, it's not, no, it's not haram because it's not mentioned in the Quran. See, this is this is the lack of knowledge that we have in our ummah nowadays. Like, bro, I, I just saw someone telling me like, oh yeah, no, music's not haram. I make music. I, I remember Allah just be, uh, uh, like, I remember Allah and I make music. Like, what does that mean? You know what that what, Just like. I, I just want you guys' opinion on this. When people try to defend something they do that is haram because, oh, it's something that they, they like to engage in and they try to say, oh, no, I still I still remember Allah. Or I still fear Allah. Well, then what you're doing, obviously, like, from my point of view, it's not enough. Because if someone if someone just warned me saying, like, yeah, no, it's better for you to listen to Quran than to listen to music, then I'd be like, yeah, because that helped me get closer to Allah. This is the Westworld stuff from shaitan. Like... I, I just how speaking there sitting about <laughs> defending haram that reminds me of like that, that one kid in school who comes to uh, class high every day talking about some yeah I work better when I'm high the same <laughs> thing oh yeah me listening to music brings me closer to Allah like you know all these excuses like bro like it just admit what you're like, doing it, is wrong if you're doing what if you're doing haram like don't defend it like it, exactly we're not expecting you to not to do it but like the problem comes when you defend it exactly so like for example right there's a difference between the person who does something wrong who does haram he engages in a sin but he knows what he's doing is wrong and you know he admits that he has a weakness. And then you have the other person, on the other hand, who, who does what they do, and they try to defend what they do. You know, the characteristic that distinguishes them is prideful and ignorance. And here's the other thing, right? Major you know, everyone, everyone can come out with an excuse. Everyone can come out with a sad story. Everyone can come out with an excuse, right? The thing is with excuses, you know, excuses are like buttholes. Everyone has one, and they're all full of crap. <laughs> like, you know, just simple as that. Like, if something is haram, then it is haram. Or like what you were trying to say before about people who say, oh, it's not strictly mentioned in the Quran. Or... Like, let's say it'll be an authentic hadith of the Prophet, and they'll still deny it, right? But Allah says in the Quran, Ati Allah wa Ati Rasul, you know, follow Allah and follow the Messenger. You know what Allah also says in the Quran? Don't follow your desires, for indeed your desires stray you away from the path of Allah. And have you seen the one who takes his desires as his own God? Like, how, how, are you, how are you just going to sit here and just miss all these points, right? How ignorant, how closed-minded do you have to be? Like, these are really the people who, who close their eyes, they cover their ears, and, you know, Like, you know, they're deaf, dumb, and blind, and they don't return to the uh, to the straight path. The thing is, we as Muslims, we are inclined to seek knowledge. From Allah in the Quran, he tells you to seek knowledge. In but Surah Zumar, you know what it says? It says, say, uh, say like, O Prophet, are those who know like those who do not know? They're, like, it's, it's a comparison. Are they equal? No, they're not no. equal. Why? Because the one who knows is, knows more than the one that doesn't know. Exactly. Like, see, you can't like us as like who we are. We can't read the Quran front to back and think we understand Islam just like that. We can't. You can't because there's tafsir. There's there's there's, like, there's statements that are unambiguous. There's um there's a, a context that you have to understand, like historical context, like all this. You have what. Inshallah, Allah makes it easy for you, but you just have to seek the knowledge for it. But look, we have the resources available to us. Look at the time we live in. We live in a time of like yeah, globalization. Pure, yeah, globalization, at, at innovation. All time like we, nobody has ever had the type of technology and resources that we've had uh, today. Like you could learn the deen 
like you could learn a lot just by going and, and like searching. seeking that knowledge, speaking to scholars, uh, looking online because scholars have made their their resources available to you online as well. Like For you free. have books, yeah, free, free. Like you can get Quran's that are explained front to back with tafsir and in like more explanations, things that like historical context, what was going on like in the time of the Prophet's life at that time for certain surahs like Surah Abasa, like. Mm -hmm. You see, if you just read Surah Abbasah, you're not going to know what's going on. You're not, you're not going to know yeah. exactly what the Prophet <laughs> did to the blind man, right? But see, once you read the once you read the, the, tafsir, the, the, the understanding tafsir, you'll it. understand that. Stories also like um, when it tells the believers, oh, like kill the non-believers exactly. in their place. Exactly, this is about like, to bring this point up. Yeah, yeah like, like where it says... Like in the Quran where it says, you know, kill the unbelievers wherever you find them. Like, and then like people are blaming Islam, you know, oh, look, the Quran says to kill the believers whenever you see them. Like, look, do you know what was going on at the time? Do you know the certain people that he was talking about? Like, but no, you wouldn't know these types of things because you're just sitting here speaking things out of, out of your butt. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you come, you come people to People understand points, how the, like, the Quran was a tanzila. Like, it came down as a verbal revelation over time, over a period of 23 years. Like, it was direct, direct conversation between Allah and the Prophet. Like, he was just sending down the verses. So people don't understand that the, some verses have context, but other verses, they're unambiguous. Right. Like, these, Allah, unambiguous. like these verses, yeah. like they, they, they come, they speak, they speak with us, right? So the same thing, they, they spoke to the Prophet mm -hmm. at the time and we can apply these rules to our lives today. But like, we won't understand everything. That's the thing. You can't just read the Quran front to back and it just, you'll understand yeah, everything. Like, like the Quran is like, let's say the picture, right? It paints the picture for you. You can see what's going on. You get the idea, right? But then again, you have the Hadith on top of that, which is like the caption, right? You know, it tells you everything that's going on, the way that we should apply it to our lives and the way that we should live it. Right. And then and so on and so on. Then it goes down to the scholars and then, you know, our, you know, the great scholars then our scholars of today. And, you know, we have we have a whole system for this. But right? nowadays we're losing that knowledge. You have people who take the dean into their own hands thinking that they can apply it. And you're the just way like, they want to. you're just like the people of the book. Who yeah. Like change the book. How does you how does that like how can you um, distinguish yourselves now? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you. Like that, the end times are like the end times are near from the from the release of the Quran and the death of the Prophet Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That was were near, the right? first of the minor signs. So then, the also the Prophet Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in many hadith he, he narrated what the end times would look like. The knowledge would be lost, and the Quran will eventually start to be forgotten. People are starting to forget like the um, the Quran and the message that it's supposed to convey. People are starting to convey their own message and call it Islam, like. Islam, Islam is not, it's not, there's not 50 roads of Islam. There's one road. Allah said, Sarat al Mustaqim, the straight path. There's only one path, and that's the path of Allah. It's not the path mm -hmm. of, We're of not John, gonna... Luke, Mark, and Paul. It's none of those. It's not, none of these people, none of these people out here today can say that they know Islam like front to back, thinking that they could say what is haram and what is not haram. Like when you start doing that, you're no, you're no different from the people, the non believers. Allah, I mean, even Allah said, He said, um, Anyone who comes to him with the religion other than Islam will not be accepted from him. But exa what exactly does that mean? Because, mm -hmm. you know, even the Prophet ﷺ, he said, my Ummah will split into 73 sects and only one of them, and the, one of them will go to paradise, the rest of them will go to hellfire. So what really is the Salat al-Mustaqim, right? He said, whoever follows the Quran and the Sunnah. Okay, so what does that mean? That means you're not indulging in your own desires and then you're, in, yeah. you're implementing and you're innovating the religion in all sorts of ways that, you know, that you think that is right. Because you know what you think that is right, the next person might think is wrong. How can we ever agree on something? Even even that's a big thing too, bid'ah, man. Innovation. People who try to innovate the deen of Islam. People who try to create their own their own acts of worship. Like there's good like, bid'ah and there's it, bad bid'ah. Islam Islam has uh, in the Quran it said, um, "I've today I've perfected my religion unto you." And what surah is that? 
So in my day, today I perfected my religion for you. We don't, you don't have to innovate anything else. Alas, we're we're okay. Yeah, we're okay. But you think people people like they take that to account? Like, see, there well, are some obviously people, not. Listen, listen. Like, like, let me give you an example of good bid'ah. Someone who you know how you say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar thirty three times after each photo. That's the Sunnah, right? Mm -hmm. What if someone says it like sixty times after each, thinking like, oh yeah, they're getting more good deeds for saying it. That's a good bid'ah. That's haram. You're not supposed to do that. Because you now you're thinking like, oh yeah, I'm doing something better. See, but even, then people people be like, oh, what? So I'm, for doing extra acts of worship, that's bit yeah. Because the sunnah tells you exactly what to do. If you do the sunnah, you're you're gonna be like, that's exactly what the Prophet Ali did. There's no, you can't get more perfect than what he did. So if you try to do more, it doesn't do, it, like what it's is, not gonna help you. What, what does Islam teach us? You know, we're in between two extremes. Take the middle path. So, and that's exactly what we do with the sunnah, right? We, when we follow the sunnah, like you know, we we take the middle path. We don't go from one extreme. You know, we stay away from one extreme and, you know, we keep to the middle path. Simple as yeah. that. And, and a lot of another thing, you know, people like, they like to claim Islam as an extremist religion hmm. or we take things to the extreme and like, oh, we're like a no fun religion. We're just hardcore. Like, no, we like, they think we worship a foreign God. No, we just work. We worship God. We have our five pillars. We pray our salat. We give our zakat. We give our charity. We smile to other people. We give knowledge. We're nice to each you other. You don't lose anything. This is, this is, this is the basis of Islam. But the light. I've only gained from being a Muslim. Yeah. And you only gain, the people around you gain, everyone gains. Like, you see how your life changes when you I truly. Can, I, can trust a, I can trust another Muslim that I never, I never met before to drive my car. I don't get Like, you, you see how exactly how much Islam changes your life when you truly embrace it. When you feel like, you know, Allah has, I've been rightly guided by Allah. To you, it feels like. It feels like a switch just turned on inside your body. Like your heart just became like nur. That's literally how it feels. Like, and it's like I'll do anything, anything to never turn that light off ever again in my in my heart. Like, I like I could never be turned away from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You know what I'm saying? And like speaking yeah. speaking of like bid'ah, the one that's huge, and I've seen so many people arguing about it is raising your hands after every fard salah. Yeah, like you you're not supposed you can, to do you that. You can't make dua after. Yeah, Bro, I, I, because, <laughs> because you can make dua in every in every salah in sujood. That's where that's where dua is the best because you're closer to Allah in sujood, right? So you don't. There's no reason for you to need to raise your hands after every single fourth salah. And so I I saw some people talking about like, oh what? So I'm getting condemned for for making dua uh, after salah, raising my hands. Like no, get out of here. They're no, telling they're, them like be no, quiet. They're just. They're trying to twist the words. We're saying it's bid'ah. You can't make du'a after every fard salah, as in like your own, like your own tradition, your own. That's a bid'ah. Like you're making this like this is gonna be my thing. I wanna make du'a after every like no. If you're just making du'a just to make du'a, khalas is fine. But if you're making du'a after every fard salah and this is becoming a habit for you, this becomes you're doing this every single day, then this is a bid'ah. This innovation. This is not of the teaching of Islam. Yeah, it's not the teaching of the Prophet Islam. Like do it in sujood. That's where he. That's where he made most of the du'a. Do it in sujood. Like. You're closest to Allah in sujood. Why don't, wouldn't you want to do it in sujood? And I've seen some people say that, oh, because they don't much know uh, Arabic. So, like, because, you know, in prayer, when you make dua, they say make it in Arabic. Don't make it in your own language. So then after, after prayer, they can make it in English. And see, I fully understand that. But then I still tell you, stay away from doing it all, all five prayers. Like, you could, you could pick prayers. Like, some of the best prayers to make dua after are probably um, Fajr. Asur and Isha, because Fajr and Asur, those are two of your most important prayers, and Isha is like your your night prayer. You can you could pray that a little later in the night, and you could make du'a because making du'a later in the night is uh, like it's better for it, you. Yeah, it's better for you.
Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh yeah. So <laughs> my bad. Why are y'all looking at me like that, man? Talk. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, I'm paying attention. We're listening. We're listening. Okay. Come on, man. Okay. Well, the viewers listening to us too. You know, they... Well, yeah. But um, speaking of some, speaking of like Muslims who do haram in public. I've, oh man. Wait, 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 wait. Because you guys saw, like, you guys know about mass ignorance, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I've never been there. I know, but it, well, from what I've I only, saw, I've only, but I don't want to. I mean, I've only seen like like a portion of it so i don't like a perspective i haven't yeah exactly i've seen, seen the full seen event few, i know it's a learning know, event there's for it's supposed to be a learning event a but learning from convention. what i saw on social media apparently people were saying like this is like mass fitness because there are people I just mean, networking like like free mixing all this type of stuff and like i wanted to bring up I mean, I like what's the reason what's the reason we're not supposed to free mix as muslims it's bad for you <laughs> okay no but you have to elaborate people don't people don't know okay why is it bad for me huh what if i'm not doing anything huh See, you you have to you have to think from someone else's mind who doesn't understand Islam like that. You have to think about for these non-believers who might be exploring Islam. Like, how are they gonna first see? first and foremost? Because Allah said so. <laughs> <laughs> second most, <laughs> second most, second most reason. You think about it from a lo logical perspective because Islam Islam is here to be logical, right? Islam is here to make sense. Islam Islam is all those things, right? Imagine you have a wife or you have a husband. On the other hand, right? This person doesn't talk to the opposite gender. They don't shake hands with the opposite gender. They only speak with the opposite gender in times that is necessary. So let's say business, school, working together, things like that, right? But other than that, they have no connection with the opposite gender whatsoever. How special is that going to make you feel as a spouse? Just think about it. Just logically, just think about that. And if you say otherwise, then You're you, you have a disease in your heart and you are lying to yourself. Because I promise you, you would feel 10 times better as a person to be fully locked in with a person and know that what, what is yours is yours and no one else can have that in any other type of way, right? And I don't mean that as in like, oh, you're married and you don't want the other person to be married. No, I'm talking about what is yours is yours, right? Because like, let's say, you know, I have something nice. I don't want someone to steal that from me. I don't want someone mm -hmm. to take that from me wrongfully, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean- So that's like, like, you can, to contribute that to free mixing, you don't right. want your husband or your spouse talking to the opposite and who knows what you're talking about. Exactly. Like it's just gonna, it's gonna be the gateway, the the conviction to haram, essentially. And here's the other thing. Like, yeah, a lot of women feel like men and women can be friends, but that's not the 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 way that a lot of guys see it. Because yeah, at the end of the day, one of them is gonna be wanting something, but mo for the most part, it's gonna be the man, right? That's right. men are polygamous in their nature. Men right. desire women. That's the biggest weakness is woman. That's mm -hmm. the greatest fitness for men, right? Is the woman. So your man might be desiring another woman. You might think like, yeah, this, this guy friend of mine, you know, he likes me. He takes care of me. No, 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 no. This guy, he wants something from you, right? And, you know, whether you're too blind to realize that, I'm going to sit here and tell you, right? But, you know, if, if, you're, if you want to be blind and, you know, you want to close your eyes to that, then go ahead and you'll find out for yourself, right? You're going to mess around and find out. Mm -hmm. Well, whether you like it or not, like a man hanging out with a woman or a woman hanging out with a man, it's just the vibe, the vibe is just not the same. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same as hanging out with like your brother. For the wrong reasons, essentially. Like even even if you try to tell yourself, oh yeah, there's nothing going on. Like we're we're just friends, this and that. There's no residual feelings. You think about it, if you were put into a situation where you guys were closed off in a room, locked away by yourselves, you don't think anything would happen. I tell you, you're a liar, because 
it's just the nature of like man, like man and woman. Like if you guys are left alone, there's something's gonna happen. Especially if you're in a room alone, locked away. Like something's gonna happen, whether you like it or not. What if you, whether you say like, oh yeah, no, there's no residual feelings, nothing like that. Like obviously, there's there's some type of feeling there because men are inclined towards well, women. Well, women well are a friendship, a friendship men. essentially is a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, it is. is a relationship. Okay, so and then also like like speaking to the men, are you gonna have the same conversations with the woman that you would have with your boys? No, like, it's it's. Just, it's a, they, the the friendship is just there's boundaries there's boundaries they've you're set so, for themselves but eventually like it could be broken like there there's nothing stopping it from being broken like this is the way shaitan tries to um like disguise like evil for you like, here's something say, very oh, simple there's nothing gonna try happen, to beautify right? it yeah. yeah you as a woman if you, let's say you're a woman you're watching this you have a guy friend and you're you're married would you would you be comfortable with your husband listening to your conversation with that person I guarantee you, most of you will say no, right? Because you know you're talking about something, you know, that is, you know, you shouldn't be talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's just one thing. If you want to do something in front of your your uh, your your significant other, your spouse, then why do it in front of Allah? How about that now? There's 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 your those are your first two biggest issues, and those are your biggest issues, right? Because other but, than that, um, like back back to free mixing. Wait, wait. that is free yeah. mixing. Dude. I know. I'm I'm going back to <laughs> back to uh, uh, free mixing in public. Yeah, I need. We do live in America. We understand that it's going to be hard to even even not even in America anywhere else. It's going to be hard to avoid these types of things. But just try your best to avoid them and know that Allah is watching. He is always aware, and he's aware. Of, he's aware of your intentions as well. And that's the most important. Yeah, but like thing to the remember. thing, the thing with intention is your intention can get lost. You could say, "Oh, I'm going here with the intention of like nothing happening, this and that." But then within that, like there's there's a reason why certain like when you do certain things. You're not remembering Allah. That's why, like, the marketplace is the most hated place to Allah because you you can go in there thinking, like, I'm gonna remember Allah, but then you get lost in the things that you need that you stop remembering Allah. You're lost you in the transaction. To, yeah, hmm. you get lost in the fact that oh, I need I need milk, I need eggs, I need butter. Like, you start thinking, or if you're going to the mall, you start thinking Find about a good the stuff deal that on you something. can yeah you yeah. can get. So it's the same thing if you have a friendship with like a, with a non-mahram who like if you're a man or a woman and you have and you're friends with the opposite gender. Like you're gonna get lost eventually. Like your intention will get lost. Like you things get blurred between the lines. Like Shaitan will beautify that stuff for you, and then you'll get lost. Like you'll turn I mean, away. I can't like, expect them to be perfect. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect, but that's one thing that you should be able it's to just stay a, away it's from. It's just a like, thing to look out for, dude. It's 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 the deception of the Shaitan. Have you ever heard like people are like, yeah, when I was dating this person, when I was dating this person, they were such a good person to me. You know, I love this person. Then when 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 they got married finally, then all of a sudden everything just went to crap because. You shouldn't have been dating in the first place. Uh, the shaitan had made it so beautiful to you at that time. And then once you got married and made everything halal, the shaitan leaves. Now everything just looks like everything is just disoriented ugly. now. Yeah. Damn, have you ever crazy. thought about that? That's crazy. No, you have not thought about that. And I want you to start thinking about that, right? Look at the people around you. Look at the divorce rate in America. Look at the divorce rate all around the world. You know, it's at an all-time high right now. It's not a problem with the people. It's the way that you guys are doing things, right? Islam is lost right now. If you guys are doing things the non halal way, don't you 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 mess around and find out. Mm -hmm. The Western world is in a constant moral decline, and this is not uh, this is not unapparent. Everyone knows this, and it's showing that the result is not the result. Wallahi, everyone's gonna see it in the next in the future. Wallahi, everyone will see it. Exactly, and like I said, the way that we're raising our children, the broken homes, the, the, the everyone drinking alcohol, like everyone, we're gonna see this. It's gonna be apparent in the world. And what do you hear? Uh, you hear regret most of the time. Yes. People are like, if only I had not gone out that night. Mm -hmm. If only I hadn't been with this guy. If only I had not gone out and drank that night. You know, now you got a kid on the way. Now you're financially, <laughs> now you're financially disabled. You know, think all these, all these people different think, problems. Like you put yourself in that situation. Yeah, people Don't, think these decisions aren't 
um, important. No, these decisions determine your life. And then look, on top of that, people have the audacity to blame God for that. Oh, you know, God did this. God did not save me. Like, look, you put yourself in that situation. God told you not to be in that situation in the first place, and you still went out and did it anyways. Now blame yourself. Now, yeah, take, about, take accountability for what you did. You know, the thing is, Allah's will, like, he, he knows everything that's going to happen, but there's nothing to fault to Allah because you still have, like, control over what you do. You know, like Allah knows exactly what you're going to do, but there, there could be a million different scenarios. Allah knows every single one. And you're obviously just going to choose one of them. You know what I'm saying? It's that type of thought process. You know, you have to think about that. You can't just say, oh, don't, yeah, Allah, don't wrote, think, Allah wrote, I, wrote I was going to get in, in an accident. There's no way I was not going to get in an accident. No, maybe if you didn't make that turn or if you didn't mm -hmm. freaking cut that person off, that type of stuff. It's those, it's those little like details in your life, the way you like operate but your also life. But also in the Quran, Allah says, uh, don't don't be sad of over, over what's missed you and don't boast over what has been given to you mm -hmm. well i mean allah has written everything in a kitab in a, in a written record but we also we have free will we have a decision so don't think the position that you ended up in it was oh it's because god wanted me in this position now and then you're gonna grow a hatred towards it like are you stupid dude even, it, dude, even if slap so you up. even <laughs> if you if allah wrote something down and that ended up happening to you what are you gonna do now are you gonna you're gonna take that and you're gonna benefit from it or are you gonna take that and you're just gonna be a loser over it yeah. you're gonna lose over that you're gonna lose your whole entire life over it you're just gonna go downhill from there you're gonna get mm -hmm. completely lost then what and then you have the other person on the other hand, they're going to find that. They're going to be grateful to like, Allah. Really they're going to be like, up, now man, yeah. I, I really messed up. They're going to open their eyes now from being blind, mm -hmm. right? And you know, the distinguished between that is the one who reflected upon his actions. He looked back, he analyzed, he saw what he did, he did wrong, maybe where he went wrong. And then like, he tried to better himself. He tried to correct it. He actually tried to get better. But the person who's just going to go down the rabbit hole, go down the path... There's a difference between the waswasa of shaitan and the, 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 like, the guidance of Allah. Like... For me, when I got hurt, I like my first thought is like, subhanAllah, you know, I'm good, right? But then like down the line, you start, you keep thinking about your injury and then you're like, dang, bro, why this happened to me? But then I'm like, no, 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 you know, I have to, I have to thank Allah. See, that's the what's of shaitan. He's telling you like, see, this shouldn't have happened to you. You're, you're supposed to be healthy right now. You're supposed to be chilling or maybe you shouldn't have done that. But then you're like, nah, this is, this is the decree of Allah. Like, I know this, this is like a like, temporary hardship and like eventually like i'm going to be better for this like i'm something better is going to come out of this you know what i'm saying so but it, it's it's like a fight it's like a fight between like two myself but two of me like you know what i'm now saying look, like, look. ego alter ego that type of thing just look just the other and like speaking of situations like that just the other day someone hit our car within not even within 30 minutes the situation was solved when they hit our car no one cussed no one got angry we just went and solved the situation peacefully. Within 30 minutes, the thing I saw, for the muttaqeen, the ones who are conscious of Allah, Allah makes it easier for them. And we prayed exactly. also on top of that. And we prayed <laughs> also on top of that. <laughs> right after right that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, had to, we had to engage back with Allah, you know, let him know, like, let Allah know that we were, were good, even though he knew, but we had to say it out loud, you know, like, vocalize to Allah because Allah likes to hear when we uh, call people, out to people him. People underestimate the power of words and power of language. Well, like, it's one of the most overlooked things. Like, dude, if I were if I were to say some vulgar things to you right now, it can make all three of us fight. <laughs> just, 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 just from my words. So think about it when you say Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, Alhamdi. Like, dude, you're actually doing something. You're actually doing something good for exactly. yourself. And you know, I want to touch upon the point what you said earlier. Those people who you, they want to just innovate, they want to they want to justify what they're doing. Like, what makes you any different from the disbelievers or the you know the Ahlul Kitab, right? That just. They change things according to their own desires, right? Mm -hmm. Like, look, think about these people. They want to be blind to all these things. What does Allah say in the Quran about the disbelievers? They're going to raise them. He's going to raise the disbelievers up blind on the day of judgment. Yes. And they're going to ask. They're going to say, I used to see. Why am I being raised up blind? 
They're going to say, you and Allah's going to tell them, you ignored our signs. You were blind to our signs. So, you today, were blind we were, to, so today we're going to raise gonna you up we're blind. Gonna forget you. We're going to forget you like how you forgot us. Just think about that. You don't want to be amongst those people, right? Like, bro, what, a, like, what a shame. Like, exactly. <laughs> See, but that's why you have to look at yourself. You have to say, like, Reflect upon you, yourself. you could, everybody in the world, even the worst of mankind could say, I'm Muslim, but it means nothing. What did, what did Fir'aun say before he died? He said, <laughs> he said La ilaha illallah. He said, I am from the Muslims, but, he didn't but it was act not upon accepted it. from him. Yeah, it was not accepted from him because he didn't act upon it. You could say, La ilaha illallah for the rest of your life. Like, if you don't act upon it, if you don't truly believe it in your heart, <laughs> it means nothing. It's just, it's just like, if I'm a basketball player, and I say I'm the greatest basketball player in the world, <laughs> and I'm not grinded every single day, 24 hours a day, it doesn't mean nothing. Exactly. Not even just that. You know, we, we're going to be tested as Muslims. If I say I'm the best boxer in the world and I say I can beat everybody up, you expect and no one not you, to... Yeah, yeah I send you Mike Tyson. What are you going to do? Someone's going to send me Mike Tyson. I end up losing. What am I going to do? I'm going to blame God for that? No, I'm <laughs> the one who said I'm the best out here. No, I'm going to be tested on what I said. Mm-hmm. I can't just... Say, the and the same thing with the Muslim. You can't just say you're an upright, good person. You're going to say you're a Muslim, the best ummah, the best nation of Allah. And, and you expect yourself not to be tested with all, all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Look, this is my last point. Like with, with like with these with these points we just made, it's like have you guys heard stories of like if you make constant dhikr, you'll get any du'a like you Answered, want accepted yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Now with that type of knowledge, you can't go ahead and start making dhikr thinking I'm just gonna get everything I want. Like if I make constant dhikr, I'm gonna get a Lamborghini. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to make constant dhikr because you fear Allah and you you like you seek the mercy of Allah. Because then when you just do it with that like clear and pure intentions, then when you go ahead and ask for those du'as, even if you were to ask for something that like wasn't written for you before, now may Allah may write it for you and like your destiny has changed and now you're going to get some, like something so great because you constantly or, remember Allah. People think just because their du'a, like their specific like call to Allah wasn't answered, like say I asked for a car and I never got a car. Maybe that du'a averted something, like uh, maybe Allah probably responded to it, but I never got what I wanted. Maybe... He averted a hardship for me. Exactly. Or he expiated some of my sins. Or he raised your status. Or he raised my status. Yes, exactly. No, these types of things. And, bro, um, I don't want to say if this is in the Quran or if this was a hadith, but I do know every person will have what it has worked for. Mm. Whoever does an ounce of bad deed will see it. Look, Whoever... every person, like, think about this, think about this. Every ounce of work that you do, you would be repaid for it. Now, we're like, think about this. It's, it's pretty ambiguous. Like, will you be paid for it here? Will you be paid for it in here? After? But it doesn't matter. You're going to be repaid for it. So why not Regardless do the hard work? Why, don't, why not put in the hard work? Why not do as much as you can? Do as you much as you can. You have the opportunity. Look. You're sitting there. You're doing nothing. Like, do something. <laughs> do your Allah, says, Allah says in Surah Al-Mulk, Indeed, those who believe in the their Lord, Lord of and the unseen, for them is a great reward. What the unseen... Lord of the unseen doesn't just mean what we can't see. It's also like the blessings that we don't like notice. Like even if you ask, like you said, if you ask a dua and you don't necessarily get that, but he may have averted a hardship for you or he may have expiated some of your sins or raised your status, then that that's something that you don't see. You have to believe that type of stuff, right? If you don't get exactly what you want, you have to believe Allah, Allah answered it in a better way for yeah. you. you have because to, Allah knows what's better for you. You have to trust that Allah does what is best for you. You know what I'm saying? That's that, You got to know that. Like, like, yeah, you got to know that God's lit. Like he's the all hearing, the all seeing. You have to understand when you're making a dua by yourself, he's the only one who's bearing witness to that dua. Well, unless like he's the only person who's bearing witness to that person, the only, only deity, the only deity, <laughs> <bearing witness. laughs> only one. Man, no, shit, too. Uh, but look, you ruined it. <laughs> of course, you know we we understand what you're trying to say. 
but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's gonna close out that's gonna close out this episode, man. Um, I just want to first, I just want to give a shout out to our brothers at Five Pillars who sent us this gear, man. You know, property of Allah, I'm a servant of Allah, man. But uh, with that being said, it's gonna close out this episode. You know, Subhanallah, uh, for Allah putting us in this position to be able to speak about Islam, and you know, like unite united community that we've been able to build as Dean Tour. You know, and uh, with that being said, you know, Salam alaikum warahmatullah. Alright, alaikum guys. You know, if you guys like this, please like, subscribe, enjoy, uh, share this with uh your friends and family. You don't know whose person's life you could have changed by sharing this video with them. And uh yeah, that being said, Assalamualaikum And just to remind you guys, we're not scholars, you know, we're students of knowledge. As always, you know, take what you can from us. We're open for correction. Yeah. Alright.